about funny stuff. Serious about food. Serious about anything that I'm in the mood for. Serious. Let's get serious. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Talk to me, talk to me, tell me about your fantasy. Let's get serious. Hello. Hi. Uh, this is Kendall Bruns, and you're listening to Let's Get Serious, as explained by the music you just heard. Uh, <laughs> today, my guest is Drew Current. Hello, Drew. Hello, Kendall. Is that how you say yeah, you, your that, name? That is, is that how you say it. Current. There were, I was trying to uh, do some research into who you are, mm-hmm. and I kept typing your name without the E. Oh, just... DRW. For some reason, the way... Oh. Like, if you look at a keyboard, D, R, E, and W are all, like, clustered yeah, they're right all, next to each other. Yeah, it's... Which is convenient. Mm-hmm, really some, convenient. Uh, have it's, you noticed... It's always been convenient my whole life. Yeah. But... Well, it's, uh, f- my whole life with computers. <laughs> for some reason, my fingers were just having a problem with it. <laughs> I just couldn't. I couldn't get couldn't that E in the there, e but it was there? consistently the E. Huh? Have do you know much about like keyboard layout, like QWERTY? They call it. Yeah, yeah, I the, think so. What do you mean, like? Well, my understanding is that it's called QWERTY because it's the Q W E R T Y. As I'm looking at my keyboard to make sure. Um, are in that order, so that's why they call oh, it the like, QWERTY layout. Oh, I see. I didn't and, know that that's what it was called. Yeah. So just like because a, there's other there's other layouts. There's one called Dvorak, I think. I think that's how it's pronounced. Like the that like the composer. Um, and the, it, so, but the way the reason that the I mean, have you ever looked at a keyboard and been like, why is yeah, why are the letters in this order? Yeah, I've so, kind of I've questioned it before, and then and then I forgot about. It looking it up yeah well here's here's what i know yeah i want to or at least what i think Mm -hmm. um when they originally were making typewriters there was issues with uh the most popular letters being uh hit at the same time and they would like jam up so because you know how they they were like on they had the little arms that would fly up yeah so the most popular letters, if people were typing too fast, they'd get like stuck and it would break. So these uh, these guys, I don't know who they were, typewriter people. Yeah, they um, did some you know experiments and figured out if we spread out the letters into this <laughs> orientation, that totally then, makes sense, right? But that has like lived on and transferred over to computers where that's not an issue. And right. pe- but now people have, um, you know, because typing on a typewriter, like, uh, you know, you learn how to type and then you, so you can do it without looking at the keys and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it's not the most efficient keyboard layout for ty- Like there have been some people who have done studies of, um, like what are the most popular letters and then placing them so they're like closest to the fingers and that kind of thing yeah without having to worry about the constraints of the arms hitting each other mm-hmm. and there are other keyboard layouts that would actually allow you to type faster oh if you learned that way yeah and there are some people who like switch their computer to this other keyboard format oh man so that I don't they, know if I but then they that. have to relearn how to <laughs> yeah. type or they have to like take the keys off and put them in a different position or whatever but i had a friend who was into this stuff and and he would always uh, 
talk about switching his keyboard to <laughs> I think it's Dvorak. So when he was uh, telling you this, were you like, "Hey, man"? Well, it's one cool. of those things where thanks, <laughs> thanks, dude. I don't care. <laughs> Is that how you feel right now? No, no, no. I'm actually interested, but I just feel like if someone was being like, "Hey, man, I'm making a you know pretty." pretty big life choice here well it is a big life choice i'm switching the yeah. <laughs> the keys around that's the kind of thing i'm really interested i'm interested in like systems that we mm-hmm. use even though they're not the most efficient just for the sake of tradition or you right know, yeah that kind of thing i find no, that interesting I'd, yeah I'd to- that'd be it'd be interesting to see how long it would take to f- figure out a new keyboard layout like to, to well we've figure been it doing out it's like what we've or, been or, doing it because think about I mean, your like, phone i mean an individual like going like yeah but think about um, your phone like you you type on your phone well now it's starting to get different again because with like touch screens where they have like a full keyboard which are also qwerty which is kind of interesting like yeah even, those are yeah those you're are using too. like one mm-hmm. finger and they still are using the qwerty keyboard layout which it's just kind of what i'm you know you're used to you grow or yeah. you just you know, I grew up with computers and just, I was so always into computers. And when you learned, when we learned to type originally, you know, that's the, you know, that's that f- the form that you would do it in. Yeah. So it would just seem, so I've, I've gotten really, you know, it's like, I've gotten really good at it. Yeah. I mean, it might but, not be the most efficient, but I'm pretty damn. <laughs> I'm pretty but clearly, clearly we can learn a new way because. Oh, we have cell phone, can. you know, with the cell phones, when, uh, when it was like using the alphanumeric pad, you mm. know, one, two, three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, with the different letters on, when people, you know, we got real good at like moving real fast with your with your thumb on on that in predictive text. So I I just think, you know, it's interesting that the QWERTY keyboard has lived on yeah. and persevered, and some someday I'm I'm it I'm, may be challenged, but I'm who team knows? QWERTY team QWERTY I'm, I'm team QWERTY. <laughs> well, just so you know, there's also the other team, I think it's Dvorak, but I Dvorak. Just, it just seems weird that it would be the same as that composer's name. But it's something. If it's not, I'll mm-hmm. I'll look it up. It'll be in the show notes. Yeah, for anybody, look it up. Who cares? I, but I um, so back to the topic at hand, mm-hmm. Drew. Um, you actually from I know very little about you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw this show called The Santa Stories. Um, from PH Productions. Which one did you? I did saw you the naughty one. The naughty one. Which one of the naughty ones did you? Use? <laughs> just, um, just so I have a. Well, for the listeners, why don't why don't you give us a little background on what this show is in um, general, and then I can tell you what I saw. Well, it's uh, this show is actually um, it's two. We did two different shows. One is the nice. So it's a it, they're, they're holiday shows about Santa Claus. Called uh, the Santa stories, but there's Santa two stories. different ones. The, the there's the naughty version and the nice version, and uh, uh, they're actually completely different shows. So it's not really a version; of, it's just one's naughty and one's nice. Um, but uh, so the the one we put up. I mean, we really, we literally did this. Did two shows. We it was you know super stressful, but it. We put two shows up in three weeks. So this from, from the idea of we're going to do a Christmas show to the first from show. the idea to the first show would more like a month. So like four weeks. Okay. <laughs> so, but still, that's 
you know. And it was so we had the idea like actually in um let's see what where are we this November no this is December and then yeah so we had just November like November 8th or something to put up the show December 2nd or whatever but well that's the thing about Christmas themed stuff is that you don't really feel like working on it until yeah until you know it, and then next thing you know mm-hmm. you're like oh shit we got two weeks and uh you know we wanted to do we just wanted to do the like because uh ph we we do a lot of uh like we pride ourselves on on being uh filthy and depraved but is with, that filthy spelled with the ph because i've noticed oh, that a lot of the ph oh stuff <laughs> uh you know, I guess it's you all could, about the yeah, you could H F sound. You could spell it with a because it's a different kind of filth. You know, it's a. <laughs> um, we, we just try. We try to be like any any of the stuff that we do. We try to. We definitely try to keep the intelligence level at a little bit higher. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, something is if there's a uh, you know a fart joke, or there's a joke about um, you know someone. Uh, jacking off on someone's face like you you know you put but your, in a smart way but in a smart way you know <laughs> okay. what i mean so yeah. so you'd be like oh i'm you, you know honey i'm gonna jack off into your face um but you know how how are you how do you feel about that is that something is that cool right yeah <laughs> uh, there's just an extra uh, layer there <laughs> i'm just making this up uh <laughs> it's you, improv it's improv so sometimes you just have to jack off in somebody's face it lets you kind of go to sometimes you just yeah well but anyway i did gra- digress but uh yeah we we so I, we wanted to do a dirty one we wanted to do uh a clean one you know our the original idea was just do a, a like a kid show um or a family show and so you know we we're kind of writing that and we're like ah, just let's do a dirt we're, we're gonna take the the clean show and just make that and just like convert it to a a dirty one as well so we'd have basically the same show but one's dirty and one's not but that could, that could get dangerous though yeah like performers yeah that's what <laughs> yeah that was i was like hey guys remember it's uh right i forgot is, what night it was it's a family this is the family one this is a family one right. this is g ready g ready g because um, i saw the naughty one and it definitely was you wouldn't want to perform that for children no you wouldn't want children to see that or hear about it even no. almost no. um but the uh uh so yeah, <clears throat> instead of just making, um, you know, the dirty version of the clean one, we just uh, we had uh, the writer Dan Dan Aho. Uh, he just we kind of me and him just like went through an outline of like what you know we wanted a sort of sitcom style like where it's like almost one it's just one shot you know so one one uh, there's no scene changes or anything it's just more of a like all in the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we were like, "What you know? What can we do? We have the we gotta have the main you know the characters of a sitcom sort of. We have to have the you know <laughs> like stereotype you know, yeah. characters almost. Yeah. So we um and you know so there's there's the gay elf that doesn't uh, realize he's gay. He's not out of the closet. Uh, everyone's trying to help him through that in a supportive way, right. but you know he's just not. He's just not getting it that he's he's totally gay, um, you know. And then you have the the uh, the sexual frustration between um, Santa, Santa and, and Mrs. Claus, yeah. um, who's uh, her name 
her name actually changed. <laughs> I think after every show, he just came up with a different name. Oh, for what her. her first name was. Yeah, I think most of them were Jasmine. I no, think he came up with it. Wasn't Jasmine the night I was there? But there's been Gertrude. Yeah, it was maybe something more like <laughs> yeah. that. I, I he changed rem- it every. Night, I do so remember I her name getting a laugh. Yeah, so that <laughs> yeah, was, it was it like, must have been good. Yeah, there's something like, about just being able to say a name, right? <laughs> and then and getting a. I mean, you know, it's not just the name; it's also the implication that's Mrs. Claus' first name. But right, right yeah, that's you Wouldn't know, that's be like, oh wait, yeah, that's one of those interesting that. things. You know, I there's always this question of what is funny and how do you figure that out? You know, that's something that you can talk about in a million different ways, but Mm -hmm. you know, saying a name, what, you know, how can we like just being able to get a laugh from that? It's kind of interesting. Yeah. It's really, it's really cool. Um, well, cause there's so many things going on when, when something's funny, like there's so many things going on in your brain. Um, that, that it's just like, it's like the highest form of thought to me is like something being humorous. Like, Cause, cause you, you know, there's like, oh, I just realized, um, I, we, n- none of us have ever thought about what uh, Mrs. Claus's first name is. Like no one cares. Mm-hmm. But then when it's said, be like ja- Jasmine or so, you know, he kept, he kept saying Jasmine or Gertrude or, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever name, it actually didn't matter. Um, really like what the name was. It always just seemed to be, oh, it. No, that's yeah okay. Because he's not going to call her Mrs. Claus. No, no, he's going to call her by her first. They've been married for two hundred and forty-five years, or whatever they keep saying. (laughs) The uh, and so there, there's like there's that. There's kind of the surprise of going of at yourself going like, why haven't I thought of what her name? Like that's yeah, because that's why. Or these are the things why like was why I would laugh. Or are these reasons? You know, like what? Why would that ever? I never thought of that. Funny. Ha ha ha, and then, um, and and I think just the the like confusion too. Like that's a great one for me. Like that confusion really makes me laugh. Like I'll laugh if I'm confused. I was like, what? Ah, like it just is in because it's you know like being confused is like an adventure. It's like whoa, like, so like it almost sneaks up on you. You're not even sure what you're laughing at. Right? Exactly, yeah. Like, but. and that's and and maybe that you know that's not universal, of course. But that's like that's how that's what makes me laugh. Like that's the kind of stuff is like like what the stuff that makes me go what, mm-hmm. um, and it will always be most of the time will be um, like accompanied with a laugh so <laughs> you know so i think I, I i put a lot of that stuff into uh like directing it or just being like you know just like what why is that there who cares all right next right you know next so time. um can you think of an example of that in the show um yeah the 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 biggest thing is and now that i mean with another show's over the end i can spoil it i guess um but the the end of the show is like I just it's the most awkward thing in the world and I I would personally love a show that did this so I I put this in it's um the there's a pedophile in the show and um, in the naughty version in the naughty let's version be clear. let's <laughs> very let's be very clear here yeah uh pedophile in the in the naughty show um he's kind of the villain of the show and uh and so you, you you're like okay well I mean if we have a pedophile he has to die like there's no mm-hmm. 
if, if you have a pet, there's no redeeming anything with a pedophile. So, um, so he gets shot. Uh, but bef- right before he gets shot, um, there was out of nowhere, um, you know, everyone's being like, you know, and Merry Christmas, and we're all a family, and Christmas is about love. And um, uh, Tiny Tim just pops out of the, behind from the behind couch, the couch. Yeah. And just as a God bless us, <laughs> like just out of a complete note, like has nothing to do with anything. Mm-hmm. Totally different show. Um, but, you know, you just Be- who, uh, Bev Bailey played. Uh, <laughs> she literally, I just wanted the this, this stupid setup for like a payoff that was probably like maybe some people would like, but mostly I, I liked it. Was she sat behind the couch the, the entire, entire show? Because it doesn't, there's no light changes or anything. So, it's all one, and so I think that that sort of surprise, that sort of like confusion, I've been like, what? Why would that? Why would that happen? Like, why would you do that? That's mm-hmm. so. It's like a confusion of going like, is there surprise? It's it's a surprise. Like, oh, Tiny Tim. Oh, that's awesome. Um, that's, but it's not so hilarious. confusing that you can't. I mean, it's a Christmas right, no, no. show, and it's sort of like a meta self-aware christmas right, yeah. show so it doesn't it's it, not like, like completely the, out of nowhere no no it's not it's not like it's not confusing like uh like what it's you know conf- that confusion of that surprise confusion like yeah. <laughs> whoa that it has yeah. context it's still surprising and confuses you right. but it's not so out of out of context it's, it's not out it, of context of the of how the show is yeah um because there's a lot of like fourth wall breaks and um. Yeah, just it tried to be. I tried to be super self aware about it. You know, just being like, okay, well, let's. If that's happening, then we have to break the fourth wall, or it just seemed like uh, these certain things. But yeah, this. I I loved it because people would just be like, they would actually get. It would get a a huge laugh every time because, and it would slowly build. So she's like, God blesses everyone, ha ha ha, and then, and then the the like the extra laugh at the uh, like after a second you know people realize that she's yeah. been back there the entire yeah. time there's <laughs> a joke like a really elaborate setup for a stupid payoff but i, what, you know, I love it what was that <clears throat> actress's name do they uh, call them actors they just call them all actors now or i don't is it know actress i don't know okay i don't yeah i don't <laughs> what was Be- her name uh bev bailey bev bailey she yeah. had some intense eye contact because after that scene or the end, this is the end of the show, mm-hmm. kind of, right? Mm-hmm. She, the whole group then comes up and sings a Christmas song, right. like right to the audience, mm-hmm. right in front. And she was so intent, like her eyes, like <laughs> yeah. like staring you down. It was, yeah, it was Be- hilarious. Has, she was hilarious Beth just with her eyes. enormous eyes. Like, they're just enormous. They just, they're huge. So they're, you have no choice when she looks at you. You're just like, whoa, so what did I do? Did I do, <laughs> did I do something wrong? Oh, no, you're just... So the entire cast, minus the pedophile, Mm -hmm. are singing to the audience a Christmas song. And they're not... It's like they don't know all the words. Right. Now, (laughs) did you do different songs different nights? Was it always the same song? How do they not end up knowing what all the words are? It Was it it faked that they didn't know all the words? It it was. um, Or it was exaggerated. It was actually... It was funny because for some reason, like we have... We have these Christmas songs that are that you know everyone. You hear them every year, yeah. your whole life, your whole life. And but then when you actually 
start when you like are singing in it, you realize you actually really don't know the lyrics to it other than the um like the chorus, you know. Mm-hmm. So so it was funny that they, you know, I was like, guys, just learn the song, just learn the song. And they were they were kind of forgetting it just a, like a little bit. So and at so, first so I was like, okay, f- you know, fuck it. Just if okay. you I said if you guys if you guys forget the lyrics of the song, own it and pretend that's how it so was. That was something that just came out of the process. Right, cuz it was like they just kept I, <laughs> they would they would forget their lyrics and kind of f- shit freak out. And I and everyone can see that any any audience member can smell fear, so it's like it's like okay, just if you forget the lyrics then just fucking just own it like pretend that like use that to be like have your merry little you know right so um so the next time they did it they really forgot them you know (laughs) so they it would you get like give them an inch like especially like like, we don't have to learn it now yeah (laughs) us improvisers and sketch yeah you give them an inch and they're like they're like oh yeah let's do that you know so um so yeah, that that was the, when they're when they're messing up the lyrics, they they uh, it's it's on purpose because of they were kind of messing up the lyric, you know. So I was just like, yeah, just own it, just mess them up, and it's kind of funny. It's a funny little bit to me. I don't know. <laughs> so to back up just a little bit, mm-hmm. um, so we're talking about the naughty version of the show. It's the show ran for it was on Fridays and Saturdays mm-hmm. for. Did it start in November? Yeah, yeah, yeah. end of November. Uh, no, or was it? Or, yeah, the very end. Yeah, the very end of November. November twenty sixth. Yeah, to yeah. December eighteenth. So the last shows were just last night, mm-hmm. uh, this past weekend. Um, yeah. So anyone listening can't go see it, but um, the basic premise of the show was that there was uh, this guy who turns out to be a pedophile, and he was like from corporate. Yeah, he's from like Holidays Incorporated or something. It was kind. It's kind of, uh, you know, out, out like up in the air. There's, yeah. there's nothing. There's no. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Yeah. It but doesn't he's matter. like he's a corporate like, guy, and he's he just comes fucking in corporate. Guy. Yeah. And he's like saying to Santa and everybody, like, we need to make Christmas more marketable, mm-hmm. and so we need then, more sex, more, right. uh, you know, just money in general. We just need to really sex it up. Yeah. And, and so he's like giving everybody makeovers. There's mm-hmm. um, a subplot about Rudolph being a drug addict. Yeah, Rudolph is a is definitely a drug addict. We he's, have the subplot previously mentioned about the the gay elf who mm-hmm. is everyone knows, but they haven't. Everyone quite just it just to he just won't. Uh, he yeah. just won't get it. You know, <laughs> Mrs. Claus really wants more attention mm-hmm. uh sexually and santa's sort of like he's ambivalent busy about it. And he's very busy he's got a, a lot of names and a giant book mm-hmm. um and let's see is that pretty much? so the the big wig guy would he does his character have a name or uh yeah brock xander brock xander yeah so brock <laughs> is trying to then appeal to each of the individual characters to steal the book for him because apparently he wants access to the he wants, naughty children's yeah he wants the not he wants the naughty okay. children's list so that's the that's the basic or mm-hmm. i forget anything major there's that the basic no that's list? that's that's basic that's now much it. at the end of um there's something interesting that happens at the 
and I'm just going to give this other example to kind of just give some people an idea of like mm-hmm. what this show was. Um, the pedophile ends up getting shot mm-hmm. at the end, as you mentioned. And then this is, is that before they're singing happens Do they sing the song right after that yeah that's before it's, he, yeah he's laying there uh, dying. dying yes so horribly he, he for... lays there dying spitting out blood and writhing in the ground in pain mm-hmm. while they sing the song then the whole uh, everybody leaves stage except for this guy brock who's just laying there kind of like bleeding out mm-hmm. basically and <laughs> it becomes clear to the audience after a while that that you know, the show's over. The show's over. But we just but kept just him laying there. on and the And he ground. stayed there for a very long time until the stage crew was, like, taking away all the props and everything. And eventually they carry him off stage. Yeah, we we, we uh, striked him. You struck him. <laughs> yes. Struck him. So why don't you tell me a little bit about, like, that decision? Um, that, that, that one is, like, that kind of shit is my favorite thing in the world to me. I, it just... Uh, cause it's not, it, it's not quite a fuck you to the audience. It's not quite that way, but just that like watching <laughs> the idea of just ending a show and playing with the, uh, playing with the fact that all like shows all end kind of the same where it's like, you know, and all, not that I'm like, Oh, all shows fucking in the same. And I just wanted to play around with it being like, Okay. Um, so if the show, usually when a show ends, the music swells, the lights go down, the house lights come up and people give them a nice little hug and be like, hi, this is, the show is now over and now you can go home, you know, but I, I wanted to, A, like just show a pedophile dying. I, you know, cause I think it's, he's a horrible person, you know, <laughs> he's just like the worst person. And so I wanted to show him just really realistically bleeding out and you know what that would you know he's he's doing the <laughs> i told him i gave i gave him the note of uh that scene from saving private ryan when <laughs> the medic the medic is just there it's like the worst death scene i've ever it was like oh my god this is horrible it was it was so realistic so i was like do it like that like not like oh i'm dying but really he plays it straight yeah, as much like, as you can, <laughs> in a, yeah. yeah, you know, just real horrible. Um, so I wanted him to just do that and not end it, just ne- not end it normally, not not have a not have the cast come out and bow or anything. Just um, they just leave. <laughs> they just leave after their song. No, the mu- the music. There's no music swell. There's no light change. He just lays there, writhing, and just horrible as is bad and i wanted to actually see how long i would time it each night to see how long it would take for the first person to be like oh okay that this show's over i'm leaving mm-hmm. you know <laughs> because the cast they're singing the song and they kind of like sing it as they walk off stage yeah and, real awkward i yeah. want to be real awkward as they're uh, like hold on to that last note really awkwardly um and usually you know it was great it always got always got a laugh um so people are like <laughs> oh man that's <clears throat> that's a that's good. Is he still dying on the stage? Is that what he's doing? And so I think the audience was waiting for, you know, it's like that extra stuff at the end of credits mm-hmm. on movies or something. I don't know. I have no idea. But it like I actually don't know why. Um, but 
it was cool. It was it was like interesting to me. It wasn't it wasn't more it wasn't it wasn't really like a um out of malice or anything. It was just out of like like super curiosity and childlike wonder. You know, I was just like, look, look, people are still here. They're they're not leaving. There's no music. There's nothing to tell them to leave. Right. And so they are not. <laughs> so it's it was cool. And I think people were, you know, and it was kind of cool people going like, oh, maybe there's more, you know, and sort of anticipating something else happening until I, we just we just take him off the stage. <laughs> I saw I was at a movie. I can't remember what movie it was, but it, it was like a big summer movie type movie. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe like a year or two ago. And at the end, everyone's like in the theater. Not everyone, but you know, there's always some people that like stick around and they're kind of like watching the credits or whatever. Yeah. But there was clearly like this anticipation that there might be something at Mm -hmm. the end of the credits. And the credits go to the end and then the studio thing comes up and that's it. Yeah. And there's this guy in the theater. He goes, that's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, really? Like, that's where we're at now? That if there's not a scene after the credits, we feel like we've been ripped off? Like it's just take, and I, I, I want this, my like, money back, I know, man. I had, I had this idea. There should be a website called "Is there a scene at the end of the credits dot com or something?" But somebody told me that there already is one. So yeah, there probably like there's probably all sorts. I mean, if of, there's app that'll tell you when to go pee, yeah, during the movie, then there's probably yeah. That's <laughs> is there really? There is. I haven't seen that. There is. There's. Um, oh yeah. I don't, I don't I remember what it's called, but yeah, it it's an app where. You start the the like timer on it when you find your movie. You start the timer on it when the movie starts, mm-hmm. and then it'll tell you like go to the bathroom. This is a good time to go to the bathroom. It'll like tell you the times when it's a good oh, okay, time to go because yeah. it'll like most bathroom trips are like three to five minutes, and this is a good part to miss. And then when you're in the bathroom, <laughs> it'll tell you the little scene that you're missing, so that when you come back in. It's like you don't have to ask the person. That's the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's kind of a good idea. I've never tried it because I, I would never, I would never leave the movie to go. Yeah, no, not for not for twelve bucks. No, the last thing I do is use the restroom before the movie starts, and then I'm very careful about my fluid intake. (laughs) You know, if it's at home, it's different. You can pause, whatever. Yeah, but it's like when you're paying like a thousand dollars a ticket for for a movie, you know, and it's just like, dude, I can't. I can't pee. Like I, that's time. That's money. <laughs> now at, at <laughs> that's the, money wasted. The, where was the theater that this show? What's it called? Uh, Studio B. Studio B. Mm-hmm. Um, the bathrooms for that are, are actually like kind of behind. They're the stage. backstage, <laughs> so you have to like kind of go onto the stage to go to the bathroom. Do people Kinda. go during the show? Like, oh yeah, yeah. All the time? Well, and we, you know, and, and just I mean, we tell people like, hey, if you gotta go, you know, yeah. fucking go. But. uh but you're gonna feel weird <laughs> so, doing it. So like, let's talk a little bit about um, PH Productions mm-hmm. that put this together in the space, the Studio B. How how does this all work? Because this PH Productions is a production company that puts on a bunch of shows, and they, mm-hmm. my understanding is Studio B is they're kind of like the resident. Yeah, production we're the group there. we're the resident production group. Um, but other well, stuff like we do could happen maybe. Uh, yeah, we just we just do we do all sort you know sketch improv, um, most mostly improv. We have weekly improv shows. Um, uh, we try to you know we try to create new ones and stuff each year and just uh, just uh, ongoing long running um, shows. Uh, one of them is uh, Fre- uh, Frenzy. 
yeah, but with a pH, of course. Can't have it without. So uh, Frenzy is like a, uh, I guess, a um, sort of survival style, survivor style um, show. So it there's, starts with uh, like seven to eight, six, seven, eight uh, improvisers. It'll start off with. And as the show goes on, the audience will vote off um, the ones I don't think are funny. Mm-hmm. It's kind of brutal. I, thought that, I think that's a great idea. It's Because a, a, a lot of times you see... A lot of times I've seen improv, you're like, those guys are good with that. That person, <laughs> yeah. they're ruining and it. And there's different rounds. We do it in, in rounds. So it's like there's a round of improv, and then you vote based on that round. Um, and it, people can totally switch you around. You know, I've switched people around where they're like, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the next round. So the next round, I'm, they're like, okay, all right. You know, it's like, <laughs> I was like, well, I was tired in that round, and right. now I'm ready to go. Um, but the. So that that's that that one's just frenzy, uh, regular frenzy, and then we have frenzy fucked, which is the same deal, um, pretty much the same deal, but it's at midnight and it's um, filthy. It's the it's filth. And it seems like improv in general tends to trend towards the filth. We did actually what this show's created. It's based on the the fucked version. Is uh, there's just so many. We were getting so many. Um, well, I mean, any I guess any improv team will get will get this, but you get so many uh, like dirty suggestions, mm-hmm. and so we wanted to like make a show really that actually used that. them. Yeah, like yeah. Um, so, it'd be like dildo factory or something. You know, you guys are in a dildo factory, or mm-hmm. you are you have dildos. It's always a dildo. I don't know why it's just always dildos. <laughs> they're funny. Dildos are kind of funny. They're yeah. they're they've. I don't know. They wobble and so I don't know. I, people know. We don't have to break it down. Like look, they know why they're funny. Look, you know what dildos are. The uh, so so we just wanted like embrace that, embrace the um, um, the the dirty, and see if we could actually you know show them what that is. And what have you discovered from that? Um, well, what it's it's a fine line actually um, between like oh you just have a bunch of scenes where people are fucking each other or something, um, or you know jacking off in the face, of course the that's the go-to i think uh but the the trick it's a trick to it it's it's weird there's because you because you don't want to just be that like that's not like anyone can do that and that's not what we want to be um so there's a trick to being disgusting and being smart about it so and trying to find that is actually kind of it's kind of hard it's not it's not too easy to like just on the spot go oh mm-hmm. you know because it's there's a difference between like oh yeah baby i'm jacking off on your face or or here or you know you're jacking off or you do, you're just doing that and talking about you know something else like that's always the best is like mm-hmm. you know, like well it's kind of interesting that a lot of times you see like profanity or like uh dick joke or something like that as more of like a punchline or like contrast mm-hmm. you know takes it to some extreme for a moment or something right and and so if the everything if the entire show starts at that level and everything is kind of like that's the concept then it all kind of cancels each other out in a way so yeah sort of and that well you you try to figure out how to not hap- let that happen um so i mean if you're because it doesn't mean just being dirty like sexually, and that's the problem too. Is uh, with it is that's where your just mind goes automatically. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but we're i mean it's not just sexual dirt like we're racist we're like every right. we try to cover all grounds you know like it's very <laughs> how do you so you know this was something that i thought about with the santa stories show that relates to what you were just talking about that mm-hmm. um you know when you're dealing with something that's like racist mm-hmm. like racism is a joke you know, racism in a funny way. Like how do you justify something like, where do you decide? Is it kind of like, there's no limit, nothing off, you know, there's no area we can't, there's nothing we can't talk about and make a joke about, or is there any kind of moral code that goes into that thinking? Like, how do you deal with it personally? I think so. What are your rules? Well, my, like my personal rules with that stuff, um, is I'm not, I'm not into the political correctness because it's, um, I think actually Matt Stone and, or Trey Parker, like one of the South Park guys mm-hmm. said it the best where they said either, either everything can be funny or nothing can like, so it's either like either we're allowed to make fun of everything. And, um, these things should be like, if we want to make fun of something, we should be allowed to, um, or nothing. Or there shouldn't be anything made fun of because there shouldn't be. It's not. There's no middle ground to to people, and I feel that way a lot. It's just like, hey, if I can make fun of, because um, people, it's weird what people will like take as okay, mm-hmm. you know, being like, oh, <laughs> a pedophile, ah, child rape, <laughs> but then they'll be like, you know, then you'd be like, oh, that's that was racist. That was racist, and I'm offended. <laughs> oh, child rape. You know, and it's like, right. it's, I, I like breaking those down in the way where you, you actually, if you're, if you're going to do it, then just do it all the way. Do You can't be apologetic. It's That's when you fail at it. Like, mm-hmm. if you're just, if you're kind of racist, you know, and you're like, is that cool? Is that okay? Is that, I don't know. <laughs> Then, then people are like, "Fuck you, dude," but <laughs> but if you're if you're just like, "Boom, I'm racist. I'm right here," and and it's like, no, I'm it's I'm obviously making fun of it if I'm doing this right out. Like it's not like a I don't know, I'm going off on on stuff. But it's <laughs> but like my in terms of like moral code, it's just like, man, you know, I'm not I, as long as I know that I'm not actually racist, you know, or like I'm not actually uh I, I don't actually think um child rape is funny or i don't actually think any rape you know it's like i don't actually think that i'm not a horrible person like that mm-hmm. but if i can't make fun of it then like what the fuck else am i gonna do you know i mean what if i'm not allowed to make fun of it it's it kinda, just weird to me like it kind of comes back to the whole idea of like what the function of comedy is right yeah, it's sort sort of. I mean, it's like, a, yeah, it's just going like, oh, okay, <laughs> that's funny, and like an understanding between p- people. Like, it's like, okay, this guy is going real balls of the wall, and that's kind of cool. Um, he's he's being offensive, but it's I think he's he's doing it on purpose, and it's with good intentions almost. It's like, okay, well, I want to make fun of I'm, when I'm racist. I'm making fun of racism. Like, you know, it's like. When, and most of the time when we do that, we're making fun of that. So we're, and, and that's the only, the only way you can be, you can do that is you have to be big. You have to be huge with it. You have to own that. 
So I think the argument against that would be that the audience can misinterpret that. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, the, absolutely. The audience might be laughing at the joke for the wrong reason or something like that. Mm-hmm. So what do you say about that? Well, I mean, that's not, that's not up to me, you know. That's like, mm-hmm. with that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, if you don't get it, that's fine. You don't have to. I'm not forcing it in, you know, down anyone's throat. I just like, if you get it, then awesome. You're, I like you, you know, <laughs> so you you're don't... the, you're the one you're, so if someone, if someone gets it, then that's the person I was doing that for. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, and if someone just doesn't get it, I'm not going to fucking explain it. So to would them, you, you say know? there's no such thing as socially irresponsible comedy? Um, there, I think there can be, but that does that have only... to do with the intent of the performer. Yeah, I think so. I think, and I, if, if you're doing it, because there's a there's a fine line of just doing it just for attention or just for sh- just for shock value, um, and and just doing it because it's like hey you know loosen up guys, not a big deal. We're just making fun of this. It's not mm-hmm. you know if you're offended by just us making fun of it. I mean that's fine. I'm not trying to please everyone on earth, but um, but when you're I, I mean, I think I think the so, the socially uh, irresponsible comedy is just the real bad kind of comedy. The stuff that's not funny, like the stuff that's like no commitment to it. No, you know, the, like a lot. Of, what I hate the most, I think the most, I think the worst kind of comedy uh, comes from um, like anger comics. Like anger stand-up comedians, I think it's probably the worst kind of. If it's anything's like a social responsibility or irresponsibility, I think those guys are the worst. They're just they they're just everything is based on like anger and nothing nihilistic anger shit. It's, I I just can't stand it. So and yet there's so many so many comics like that, and there can be a lot of improvisers too that improv based on anger. Yeah, and it's just like improv just based on, yeah, on anger, on like these real negative things. And it's just like, yeah, no, you you could do this in a positive way. Like you could be racist in a positive way. You can be, uh, you, you can be offensive. And I always go to racism because that's like the, the, the biggest taboo sometimes. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you can, it's okay. It's like you can be racist if you can do all that. You can be taboo as long as you're like positive about it and like you do it with a smile. I think there's always like, you know, that wink and a smile. Um, I think that's always okay. It should be to me. And and if it, and if people think it's not, then I don't, and I don't give a shit, you know, it's like a, it's, and I'm not like, I don't give a shit, like whatever, man. But I actually really don't uh, care if, if they like, it's not my problem. So like, so if someone had seen the naughty show and they were like, you know, um, I was abused as a child. Pedophilia is not funny. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you respond? Like, has anything like that ever happened? Um, to you? No, not not to me. And one of the like, um, if usually if someone's offended, they just leave and they don't, mm-hmm. you know, and that's fine. It's cool. Uh, yeah, because it it's if someone gets offended by stuff like that, it's like, man, you really probably shouldn't go to. <laughs> When you're doing, kind of uh, he, uh, yeah, well, when you're doing improv, well, let's, okay, so you're, what is your background? First off, 
the show you were talking about, the frenzy and the fuck shows, mm-hmm. are those things that you perform in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you do directing, but you also perform. Yeah. You have some improv training background. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing improv for a while. Um, um, mostly how I started stuff. So I, I've been doing. Let's see. I, I did it in college. Um, yeah, I did it in college a lot. Before that, a little bit in high school, but mostly in college is when I like really started doing it, and and uh, I just got the got the bug, you know. Did you take classes, or how did you start doing it? Um, yeah, there was a well, there was a team on or where I went to school, so it was a there. There was I always make fun of the name of it because um, it's it's like just your stereotypical improv team name. It was the Rubber Chicken Factory. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, let you, I mean, you know, right there, it's going to be something funny. You know, rubber chickens. I and mean, that's a funny. And thing. it's a factory of them. <laughs> yeah. So we produce them uh, in mass quantities. Rubber chickens, um, and you know, we'd throw, we'd throw rubber chickens. We had the, uh, you know, honestly, the largest audiences I've ever had in any show I've done were because co- it was like because it was a college. Yeah, thing. no one had any fucking thing else to do. Like no one ever <laughs> was like. Oh man, it's Monday night, and uh, we're all gonna go down to the theater because there's nothing else to do because the town was a shithole, and you know, so it was like the only thing to do. So it was kind of you know became like this uh, little celebrity in this like small little you know place, and so that that, that was kind of cool. That was that was a uh, that gave me the bug to. So when keep you were doing, doing that though, you hadn't had any training to do that. It was just kind of like everybody yeah. gets together and you. I mean, we had a, um, you know, the teacher who had, she had been um, uh, doing it at comedy sports in Kansas City for a living for a while until mm-hmm. she became a teacher. So it was part of a class to do? Improv? Yeah, so it okay. was, it, it, you got in the team and then you were in the class, like you could be in the class if you were, weren't on the team, but if you were, you had to be in the class, or, you know, it was a, it was a, a thing. And, you know, we just we worked on, it, it was cool, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a good starting off point for sure i mean we did like short form gamey kind of uh like whose line is it anyway kind of stuff um which which was fun i'm not really that great at that but um uh but it was cool and it was i don't know it was a it was a it was a good experience do you think so. do you think most people i think when you're in it you kind of forget that people's perception of this stuff is kind of cloudy you know mm-hmm. that yeah. people don't know the difference between improv and sketch or right um do you think yeah, people's you idea of it. what improv is is based off of whose line is it <laughs> like a, a most lot people, of it. like yeah. that's what they've it's like and, people think and why shouldn't it the you way know, you like, can explain people what sketches is you're like well it's currently like Saturday Night live like, yeah it's like, they're not <laughs> making it up as they go although they might think that those people are making it up yeah, as they <laughs> go you know yeah uh yeah no and it but for improv, it's whose line is it anyway? Yeah, I think I, I think mostly like if as long as if I'm like you know like whose line is it anyway, and they're like oh yes, yeah. um, and and I'm not a I'm like I'm not really a snob when it comes to well maybe I am, but I'm not like if, if people don't know what improv is, I'm like I'm not. It's not like what <laughs> you don't know what improv. Uh, no, it's why would you know why wouldn't they? no improv from whose line is any it's been it's the only improv that's been famous like it's the only way that you could (laughs) it's funny because it's it's the only way that you could actually make money from improv if you were on 
whose line is it anyway? <laughs> I mean, not make make good, you know, be famous for improv. Um, You're the first person that I've uh, interviewed who had more of the improv background. Most most of the people, most of my friends here mm-hmm. are in the sketch scene, and so oh, yeah. a lot of them have done improv, like you know, leading up to you know as part of their training. Right. Yeah. But they don't like actively do it so much. So tell me what you like about improv or what, what really, when you started doing it made you think, yeah, this is for me. It's yeah, man. I, I improv is like, it's cool. The way, the, the reason I, I love doing it all the time is because we are always doing it. Like, even if you're not an improviser, like you're constantly like right now we're talking like this is what improv is. Um, it's just filtering it through some something else. Like so, it's it's not it's not like um, it's really not that complicated of a thing. Like people write books and all sorts of shit about it, and like, a lot of the books are cool and it kind of gives you some perspective. But most improv books are just like, dude, I don't. <laughs> you forgot the part where you should have fun. Like you forgot about the, to write that mm-hmm. or something. Um, but that's that's what I love about improv is that you can it's like you don't know what the hell's going on like you you don't know and and you don't have to um so when you're up there doing a scene a, a completely made up scene one person starts and then the other and, and you react to that and then the person reacts to that you know I mean that's real that's all improv is it's just doing stuff and <laughs> like it's really having and having a good time doing it um and i think like i i i love sketch i absolutely love it i love um uh, directing it creating it and you know being in it um uh so i i actually i i love the two just as much as each other uh improv is also a really good tool to create sketch so um if you if you don't have good tools, then you're not going to make really good, you know what I mean? So it's, uh, so I think it's really super important to, to have a good improv background, um, in order to make some good sketches because they really, it really makes sense. Cause if you, if you have any, if, if you're not very good at, if improv's not your thing and you're just a good writer, you're like, okay, it's cool. Like you might come up with some good stuff on, writing but most of the time writers who are not familiar with improv and but still write sketch uh i've always found that it's like no one talks like that like what this line i didn't want to you know i would really like to change this line because no one says stuff like that no one says lines like that (laughs) you know it's it's like this is in your head and so improv kind of forces you to be more natural because it's happening right as it goes mm-hmm. yeah and, and it's and and as improv just as, for improv itself is is a blast you know and it's uh it's it's just really just comes down to it just being fun um mm-hmm. uh, especially when you're with an awesome group uh, like ph which ph is like kind of a a fluke almost to me because it's it's about 30 people, 30 improvisers who improvise, like, we're, you know, let's get real. Improvisers are fucking crazy. And so when you, when you have about 30 people who are all fucking crazy, like we're all fucking crazy, but we got all get along. Like we're all crazy in the same way to the point where we're like, Oh yeah, we're cool. There's no drama. Um, if there is, it's so minimal. No, you know what I mean? It's like, doesn't even, 
which is crazy and no one's fucking each other and you know so so like every sounds boring well i know right you would you would think be like man what (laughs) yeah this is stupid but it it keeps it actually like is a strong group because of that like we don't and and there's you know and i think people do it on purpose to just be like you know i don't want to fuck anyone that i work work with because this is like a really important cool thing that i have uh and it's just it's just a yeah it's a fluke because that's not what happens with most groups in improv and and even sketch groups like it's usually there's there's always drama and there's you know people fucking each other and i mean i've made the mistake of that too you know (laughs) so it's like in other groups so it's um you get and it just creates these drama things and you don't i don't know so to not have that is really cool how did how did how did ph start and what's your kind of affiliation with it in general um p ph started uh this this would be a better question for the artistic directors um a ph i'm i'm the my role is a, a cast representative so i um i'm basically the the middleman from going to anyone anyone has any complaints or whatever i go they go through me and then i go to the artistic directors um i also help uh hire on the people so um because uh, we we do a different kind of um, audition thing. So there's more of a, it's more of a like job interview sort of. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so we'd like, Oh yeah, you can do improv. Okay. Now, um, now are you an asshole or are you cool? So is there like a, a group of performers that is like part of the company and then all these different shows are the same people? Um, in the different things or the 30 of it now we're pretty much get like gets through we we rotate in pretty much everyone um so like when you were doing santa stories and like you decided did the artistic directors decide we're gonna do a christmas show is that what happened mm -hmm, and then so then how was it determined that you were going to be one of the people that wrote and directed it um well it would it's just kind of like it's a call out basically at first being like hey guys who wants to be on the writing team who wants to do this anyone want to i mean it's the artistic directors figure they say yeah we want to do this um so now who wants to who wants to be a part of it you mm-hmm. know and uh with with that kind of stuff you know i was like man I'll, hell yeah i'll direct it so had you directed before yeah mm-hmm. with I've, just with ph or had actually you done- this is i haven't really directed with ph before this is the first time I've actually directed, um, or been a head director. The, the, uh, I've directed sketch shows outside of PH before that. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I just love it. I forget, I, and I, I forget how much, cause I don't, it's like I go in between times of directing or like kind of longer. So when, whenever I do it, I'm like, oh yeah, man, I really like this. I forgot. Uh, especially when you can do like with what we have is like we have a producer who does that stuff and i'm not good at that so i'm like just so it it was left me to just direct just Mm -hmm. be a director instead of worry about where the fucking props were like and then on this one you wrote it you co-wrote it or i I co i sort of uh, i guess i um yeah i guess i could say i co-wrote it who who wrote it (laughs) Just tell me who wrote it. I co-wrote it. Uh, Dan Aho and um, and I did the the, the dirty version. 
Um, and then uh, Nancy Fast, who what, who plays uh, the the gangster elf that come you know that comes in once the money. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Nancy Fast, and then uh, uh, Steve Hunt was the gay elf. Um, they those two, and then oh Amy Cooey and Mary Walsh, who was uh, Miss who's Jasmine Claus. Um, they they wrote the clean version of it, so okay. Um, they so it was about four people that collaborated with the and the those clean two version. were written in isolation of each other. Um, yeah, pretty much. Well, like I I had read a lot of the the clean version, and and then uh, Dan Danaho decided just wanted to just do, do it, it do a so, whole different yeah. one, and it it was kind of at first like. Okay. Was there stuff about the clean one that informed what you ended up doing with the naughty though? Uh, not really. They're really totally different. Okay. Um, uh, the the big the biggest thing I do and I do have um, Tiny Tim and and the clean one as well, but um, sort of doing the same same deal. But the uh, uh, other than that, really, it's there's no. You know, all the reindeer are puppets and stuff. And okay. So what was the writing process like then for this? So it was two of you, and did, mm-hmm. were you doing a lot of improvising to do the dialogue and stuff, or is that is that what you mean by the improv influencing the writing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, um, well, when, we're, uh, when I'm writing with Dan, we're, we're both real like physical with it you know we're both like up and acting right yeah out. like acting to be like oh i have an idea uh, blah 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 and you know when you're pitching an idea you're acting it out you know so you have to be like hey man hey can you picture it like this it's a, um, like, like writing with a partner you're almost kind of like trying to convince the other person like right you're you're constantly pitching your idea and so it's other, like yeah. Mm, yeah okay that makes sense um or or no i don't like it because of this um but it was yeah, it was cool uh, just writing w- with with Dan and actually Bev helped a little bit with the with the dirty one too or just the outline of it. Uh, yeah, we we were just writing the outline together. He wrote the actual like all the um, okay. Fle- he fleshed it out. Okay. So uh, he fleshed it out and put in a lot of you know a lot of his jokes and stuff that were. That's the confusion of whether or not you co-wrote it or not. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like I didn't actually like I didn't flesh it out, but I. But you worked him. on the outline. We together. worked on the like characters and the outline and stuff like that. So, so then he goes and fleshes out the rest of the script, mm-hmm. and then at this point you knew you were going to be directing it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, I haven't interviewed anyone who's directed stage stuff. So tell me what you know that process is like from you from uh like how do you start what do you you know is the casting first uh what kinds of decisions were you making mm-hmm. you know i i'm curious about the music element because there's like live music through mm-hmm. the whole show which i thought was really cool so what can you tell me about all that um yeah the uh well ryan mira is the music director for the show um i've known him for a long time we've been we're in a band so and we get like, you know, so I'm just like, hey, can you play the keyboard for this? Yeah, sure. Um, the um, the the beginning is you kind of, you know, you have to start with like a read through and just like everyone's 
Well, then those are part, that mean so you can hear castings it? already happen. Then yeah, the castings already are like was already happening as we're and are you we casting from it? a pool of actors that are already like PH people? Is that yeah, how it yeah. works? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and that people that are interested, and so it was the people that were in the other show as well. So yeah, we're just like okay, we'll put him here and him here, and like we casted it just with and and we. Did wrote you have auditions, it. or is it more loose than that? No, there was no. It's it's. We all know each other. Yeah, right? it's like we we already auditioned in the PH, so it's just like okay, you just you pick people that you, you know, that you're like, oh, he, you know, Steve would be good at the gay elf. <laughs> um, <laughs> why? 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 He's he's not gay. He's just really good at pretending he's gay. Okay. Um. Uh. So you know you'd have, you know, Steve there, and then you write it with that in mind kind of helps to write stuff is like with these uh with the people in mind so you'd kind of cast it before it was even written pretty much yeah okay i mean we knew they were the cast and we were gonna have like okay well we'll keep him being an elf in this one but he you know it's totally like just different in the you know in the way that you know it's completely different than the kid show but uh um what was i saying oh the yeah so you, you do a read through with the cast and kind of hear like, oh, like, oh, okay, what works? Because when you're reading a script just by yourself, mm-hmm. for me, it's hard to get into a, any script, even if it's great. It's just hard to get into them. Like, what? I don't hear this person. I don't hear the, you know, I want to hear them. So a read through is always awesome. Like and to, to even go back and make some changes with and that kind of stuff. So that, that's always it's always cool to just have a read through just where everyone sits down and just reads their part. Um, and then, uh, yeah. And then basically you just put it up cause it's, but we didn't, we hardly had any time. I mean, we probably put this up. The first show, uh, was probably the fourth rehearsal <laughs> <laughs> or fifth rehearsal. So did you already kind of know what the set was going to be when you were writing? Yeah. You know, you, it was just like writ for, you, simple, yeah. no, ch- you know, like we'll just do it one scene. One long scene. And then how do you go from the table read to that first like rehearsal with the set and, and the block? Like, do you just kind of throw, I've like, I've done directing for film stuff, but I've mm-hmm. never directed for stage. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm wondering like how you approach blocking and stuff. If it's like the first time you're just like, all right, everybody just kind of do what you think is right. Or how much. That's how I do it. Um, block it. Cause blocking uh, like in, in, in college when we do theater, like there was this whole thing on blocking and write out these, um, like when you're doing like theater, mm-hmm. um, writing out these diagrams and stuff of where people are going. And I'm in like a script. Yeah. Like you, okay. Or, you know, when you take like the working script, or yeah, whatever. you take your, the script and then the, the diagrams that go along that go along with the script. They, you know, it was like, you need to put arrows and people are going and it's like I'm like okay I I understand that with film I absolutely do like that I mean that's a storyboard like you're doing a storyboard be like okay this is where that action is happening and whatever um but theater I was like especially with improvisers like I I don't want to it's like come on guys just figure out where you're if I'll I'll give you a note like if you're in blocking somebody but you, you know. started by just kind of I mean it's I'm sure just like with film directing, there's a million different approaches, you know, everybody's going to do things a different way, but your take was to kind of like, just let them do 
what they what their instinct was initially, mm-hmm. and then and then if I and if it didn't work, I just changed it. You know, it's it's so much easier to do that than just be like, okay, um, now in this line, at this part of this line, mm-hmm. go over here, and yeah. then get, you know, it's like that that shouldn't be actually up to me, um, and uh, in like initially. Like, why don't you just do it, and then if it doesn't work, and we'll change it. It's not a big deal. Um, but t- t- it was, there was just no time to, like, write these things out for me. There was just no time. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just like, just let's run through the show. Let's just keep running through the show. And so then what kind of notes did you end up giving the actors? Um, you, usually I, I – and sometimes I didn't realize – sometimes I, I didn't realize how annoying it might be, but I stopped. I stop them in mid, in mid show, and just be like, "Hey, you should, you know, should do be this. funny. Yeah, you know, be real funny." And that's that's really how I it's like, "Yeah, you should do this," because uh, that would be funny, or just try it and see if it is. I don't know. It seems like it would be funny to me, so maybe just try it. Um, you know, and then some some things it's some things you just you have you have to let them go, let them do it, and then give them notes afterwards. But I feel like you own it more. It always seemed like the things that I stopped them, those things always are solid. Like, uh, it you know, it always worked. They owned it more. Well, it's, it's the thing where if you let them do it their way first, people bring their own slant to it. And a lot of times it's stuff you would have never thought of. Right, yeah. But it works. And it's more like just making sure they're not, like, hurting something else. Right, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's because it's hard to see the big picture when you're... Um, acting so and actually what i always had a what i always did better uh when, as a performer if i knew the big picture not the whole every detail but if i was explained by the director the big picture like mm-hmm. what the idea like instead of being micromanaged just just tell me and i can maybe like i can work to see you know see if that will work for you um so i I like to tell, you know, always tell them, be like, hey, so, you know, sitcom time or, you know, like really, really make That'd it be like the kind of direction you would give. Yeah. Or like, like be like, I mean, I wouldn't be like, hey, sitcom time, y'all. <laughs> boom. I'm out. Uh, but yeah, it would, you know, or it would be like, hey, guys, uh, tonight, like I just kind of give them different notes. Just what shit that I thought maybe. Are there times where. Like you have to take a step back and think psychologically what the best approach is of giving them a certain note. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Like you time. want them to do this, but there's ten different ways you could try to tell them that, and what's the one that's going to mess them up the least? Right. Yeah. You know? The um, yeah, that's the biggest. I mean, that's the biggest part about I think directing is like trying to figure out how to not fuck them up with a, you know. Have like, there like been times where you've given a note and then being like oh man i just screwed it up worse yeah oh yeah all the time we're just like uh try doing it this and this way and it's like oh god no that's no nope. not just because it was a bad idea but because of the way you said something to right somebody. yeah no that's that's yeah. what i mean like uh yeah i said that wrong do what i meant what yes yeah, so it's all the time because i'm not really good with words so um <laughs> but like ideas and stuff i can plant people's heads and uh, you know, like Clay uh, or Colt. I, I can't say. I worry about saying his full name. He's a. You know, he he always wants to go by Colt when he's doing 
uh, this stuff because he's he's a <laughs> he's a, it separate from his real life. He's a t- well, he's a teacher, so yeah. you know, he's yeah. a high school teacher, so he doesn't want to like he doesn't want the kids looking him up on yeah you know Facebook and so he just doesn't want want that. So um, yeah, it's a different life. You know, he's like a teacher. He's got to be he's got to be a history teacher, <laughs> and then he's a pedophile. <laughs> Oh, so funny. Uh, he was a great, he did a great performance. I thought. Yeah, he was, he really was great. Actor. And it was awesome. Um, cause he, he, this was actually his first time doing a written show. Like he's always been just doing improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd never do, done a written show before. He had a lot of dialogue too. Yeah. He had a shitload of dialogue and, uh, and he actually had a lot to carry in the, in the show. So, cause he's the, the villain and, and, uh, it, it was cool, like, give, you know, giving him notes, um, you know, letting him know, like, hey, um, well, because I, I realized that he didn't actually understand what I was thinking for his character. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I didn't, and I didn't realize that he didn't realize, you know, so it was like that whole thing, like, oh, you, oh, okay. Uh, you know, have you ever, you know, have you ever seen Boiler Room or, you know, trying to get all these different, um, you know, these fucking sales guys, these fucking guys, you know, that are, you know, that, you know, they got Bluetooth and, uh, come on fast talking, let's do this. Um, so I just giving him the notes of like, cause at first he was kind of confused about like sort of what he was, his part was, you know? And so I was just like, Hey man, just pretend you're selling everything that you say. Like you're just trying to pitch it or in a douchey way, in the biggest <laughs> douchiest way. And so he would do that. I'm like even bigger. I always like joked around how that he needed bigger, it was like always needed to be bigger. And uh, he's like, even bigger, huh? I'm like, yeah. And so finally, I think the final note that I gave him that just totally worked, he's like, pretend you're making fun of my note. <laughs> that, that big. Make fun of what right, I'm telling yeah. you. And that worked. And we're, and he was just like, boom, I'm Brock Zander. <laughs> you know, or what? Yeah, he's, you know, I mean, he was great. He's Clay, Colt is. <laughs> <laughs> Colt. No one will ever figure it out. No one will ever know. Uh, Colt's a good man, and he's hilarious. Um, I totally lost my train of thought about everything. About everything ever. Um, um, we we have a new show. Yeah, that is well, going to yeah. be started. Tell me about the future. The future. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the future. Ph. We have a new show called uh, Flip Cup with a PH. Yes. Um, and it is a uh, awesome excuse to drink a lot. Also, it's uh, a show about... So we have a bunch of different teams. on. Um, it's an improvised show about a Flip Cup team um, trying to go to the, the, this tournament. So it's always like going after this tournament, uh, this flip cup tournament. And uh, we actually will um, like improvise all that. Uh, we'll actually get to the tournament and um, there will be, we are inviting groups, uh, flip cup groups, because there's like, I guess there's just a shitload of them. Like like, like audience members? Yeah, like that, team. Like- so you, you come in, watch the show, you know, you pay your $10 for the show and then we basically challenge that team at the end of the show to actually play flip cup. Um, and if they win, they get their money back. 
So, uh. um, so it's like more of a challenging thing. And so that beforehand, it's like a show for them. So, um, an improvised show. So it's an improvised show, but with the framework of flip cup. Team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's not, you know, it's just, it's kind of day, uh, day in a life sort of thing. It's like, oh, the, oh, this team, what's, what's this team about? And they're all themed teams. So, uh, there's like the nerdy stuff and all the, all the, <laughs> the team names are, uh, you know, puns and stuff on drinking or cups or, you know, whatever. Uh, so there's, uh, the team that I'm on is, uh, the Han Solo cups. Mm. Um, it's a good one. It's pretty good. Uh, we're all nerds and something. We're all like a, like our, spe- we're all specialty nerds of something, you know. So uh, there's the Star Wars nerd, the Star Trek guy, I'm the video game guy. The you know, <laughs> just, we're all. Now uh, you, from the little bit of research I was able to do, I see mm-hmm. that you have some background in video games. I do. Is that true? Yes. Tell me about that. Um, I. Uh, I used to work. I might. I used to work for Midway Games. Um, the they went under, so I don't work. What for them was anymore, Midway known for? Midway is known for. I think mostly um, uh, Mortal Kombat is what they're known for. Um, so I I was uh, an effects. It's called an effects animator, and basically I made the the blood. I was the blood guy for Mortal so Kombat a lot of that versus DC. Kombat, yeah. yeah. There wasn't as much in the DC or Mortal Kombat versus DC one. That was the one I worked on. But, uh, oh, you know, just DC doing... DC Comics? Yeah. Like they, okay. DC, yeah, they did like a, a little thing. It they it had to be rated T because of DC, though, because they, mm. they, they didn't want their... You know, you they didn't want it, so nice you could rip... Uh, Superman's spine out of his asshole or something, you know, like that's they didn't weird. Want that. I know why. Because I would I, think that there's. I a, would want to there's do a that. fan base that wants that for sure. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want that to happen, um, and I want to see what that would look like. And was I mean, there wasn't like a cheat code or something to, to uh, enable the dirt, the naughty version. Yeah, there, there, or is that just internal? There was, but it only unlocked. Um, certain ones but it would never like dc would never let it let happen to like let the like none of their none of their characters could die except for like the joker or something um but yeah it was actually it was uh the greatest job i ever had ever in history and um and i was like you know i'd make explosions and blood and water and you know those kind of just the just the little things that you mm-hmm. you kind of really the don't even elements and yeah the little elements of uh, um, even just little backgrounds of like fire even just any kind yeah. of smoke anything is like that's did what that we kind did. of stuff so did you see any kind of relation between that and the stage stuff as um, far as like thinking process or creative process or yeah actually with. Um, I think being being on stage. I think this is just a theory, but being on stage and uh, doing improv all the time and and um, just getting getting better at it, it, it gets your confidence level is or mine is gets higher. So like my confidence level on just doing anything at all ends up being a little bit higher because it's like oh well I'm you know I can. I can act like an idiot on stage in front of a bunch of people and make them laugh. And that's kind of cool. You know, like I'm, I'm pretty confident about myself, like with 
creative stuff. So it, it actually just ups it up, you know? So I'm, so I'm going into something like that, like, a, you know, when you, oh, and especially if you, if you get, you know, uh, the Mortal Kombat guy, the, the head guy at Boone, <laughs> uh, he, uh, you know, he would come in and be like, yeah, I need, um, I need like a glowy, like a purpley sort of thing that projectile, purpley laser electricity thing, you know? And you're just like, yeah. Oh, you're like, okay. Okay. Sure I, thing. I don't, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't think you actually said anything, but okay. I'll, <laughs> you know, um, but you know, you need, you would just do, you'd just be like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Click, click, click. Type, type, type. And you're like, how does that look? You're like, meh. You know, I mean, it's like that, these kind of things, but like that, the being able to just do it without, so just, without just, being like, is that cool? Is everything cool? Is that yeah. Everything, are, are we cool? Are we cool? Are, do you like me? Are, you know. <laughs> Having, so you, like the improv stuff's giving me confidence and also just like. Just in general It sounds like in just life, like interacting like, with people and yeah. kind of like thinking on your toes. For sure. Yeah. Stuff. And it's just for, for definitely sure for like uh, talking to people, uh, interacting with people and just being like quick on your feet it just it's just in general kind of just, just trained you like i do it so much that it just trains your brain to think that way mm-hmm. um all the time and does I really it ever helps. scare you what improv that, that maybe you've like altered yourself in a negative way <laughs> like, I, why can't i just be a normal why person? can't i just be a normal person i don't well i never was really and i think that's why like you know going to something Right. Actually, being uh, my sister actually was uh, training to be a pilot, and and I do public speaking, and we were joking that like we're we're doing what everyone else is completely afraid of doing: <laughs> flying a plane, flying and, a yeah. plane, and speaking in public, like and they and then death, you know. Yeah. So like they'd, people'd rather die than what we are doing. So. Uh, it was yeah, anyway. It was just a little. So what <laughs> we're, are we're weird? So you were working for Midway, and then mm-hmm. they're not doing so great. So well, they they went under. So I got, uh, got laid off from there. Um, I actually, might be going back to what the studio is now. But, um, but so you're trying to do the same thing though, like yeah. visual 3D graphics type stuff. Mm-hmm. And then how is the comedy and the directing? Like, what are your ambitions as far as that is concerned? Um, with with the comedy and stuff, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard for me to like figure out like, oh, what what are my goals with it? Because it's just my goal is just to keep doing it, you know, and to just keep getting better. And then if something happens from that, then that'll be awesome. But other other than that, um, it's hard. It's hard to like. I don't know because it's you don't it, you don't really make money from that and i i like money i'm a big fan of it and so um if if i can do something awesome and make money from it all it's that's the best thing in the world um is to be rewarded for something that you're super good at and that you like to do um and that would be great to make money from that but like it's more like well in the meantime though i, I really like doing this um you know doing animation and and that kind of stuff and working on video, you know, working on video games and like that stuff's aw- That's like so great to me, but that's what you make money from. <laughs> yeah. Are there people here 
doing like who are your role models here doing like comedy in the comedy scene who are some of the people that you look at and you go are really have learned a lot from or yeah yeah um in, in terms of oh like just in like people i know that are well you might not know them personally but just that you've seen that they've inspired you or that oh i see what you mean um have taught yeah. you in some way yeah you know it's uh one one of my like one of my best friends uh Nick Knudsen he's he lives in LA now we actually when i was uh when i first was hanging out with him he's this guy was like exactly what i was think like how i think in terms of comedy and timing and that kind of stuff and he and he was even better he was just better than i was at that or i thought you know that's what i think he's better at that kind of stuff like just timing and just general. And so just like being kind of a partner with him on that stuff. And also, uh, knowing them like, man, that's how I want to get to that point. Like his brain just thinks in this cool way, you know? Um, so I was, so I was stoked to, uh, you know, always like come up with stuff with him because we are on the same page. But I also think he was like, we're on the same page, but he was like a couple pages ahead of us or ahead of me, <laughs> you know, we're the same book, but he was just like, couple pages like yeah look here and i'm like whoa yeah i didn't even think of that um his brain thinks that way and that really like it's almost you know i have like a a little nick knutson in my head whenever i'm uh trying to do something funny you know i'll always think about him i'll be like would would knutson would knutson think this is funny right you know and it's not and and i don't like base everything on that because like sometimes we just don't think the same things are funny but um, but that's, that's like a base, you know, it's a good base to have. So, uh, and so anyone, anyone in my life that I go, that I think about if, if anyone in my head is, um, a predominant voice, you know, like, or how I think their voice would be, um, those are the best people. And they're all the, they're all the ones that I, I know mostly. And I mean, you have like my celebrity sort of idols, but uh, the the ones that really like keep keep me going are the, um, you know, it's like hey would, or, or you know would Dan think this is funny or would Nick think this is funny or would, you know like, or what what would they think and I'm like mm, I think they would think this and okay and, and then I'm like and, and I'm I'm satisfied with a lot of things because I, I'm you know I'm using that to to project my own fun like my own sort of thing but just like kind of checking in into my own version of my like the friends that i i think are awesome you know um do you actually like share with those people then or is that mostly like the little versions of them in your head that you're sharing with yeah it's mostly that it's mostly the versions in my head that i'm sharing with um uh it's i mean it's kind of weird but like i i wouldn't actually be like hey nick what do you think about this what do you think about this idea Mm-hmm. I don't because I really don't want to know what he actually, <laughs> right? Like I don't want to know what you actually think. Uh, no, I mean that's not true. But they, you know, when you just you're checking it, just just being able to meet the the people that I've met and are friends with that uh, are a voice in my head um, that I can check in with. I think that's super important to just have all those kind of people, and those are the ones that inspire me or my you know. 
because um, if I like if I don't know someone and I see them do improv, I'm like, oh, that's or, and, and they're good or something. I'm like, cool, they're good. You know, I not that I'm, I'm not a snob, but it's like okay, but I don't know them. I don't care. Give <laughs> shit. Like that person's not gonna affect me in any way. Um, I just I, I like being friends with people. Before, you know, based on just like man, you're just the way you think. Like I like the way p- people think. Uh, the ones that I'm, that I'm friends with, it's like, wow, that's cool. You think, you think this way, or you think that way, and it's it's cool. It's, it's awesome to see, or like to talk to somebody that, and hang out with someone that thinks kind of like you, but different. You know, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just going off on weird, weird shit, but <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, so basically, I have voices in my head. <laughs> well, telling you know, telling everybody me to, telling me to kill people. Telling me to. Well, I mean that. When it, if it gets to that level, that's something different, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, is that, that? Wait, that's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> it seems to have taken that turn. <laughs> yeah. Well, Drew, thank you for um, coming here and talking yeah, man. to me. That's fun. It's been good, and I think we're about ready to wrap up here. Is there anything else you want to pimp for PH? Um, you said he, you've got the flip thing coming up. There's, I mean, there's regular shows every week, right? Yeah, yeah. There's regular shows. So uh, flip Cup will be a regular show. Um, uh, yeah, so Fridays at 8, Frenzy. Saturdays at 8, uh, we're doing Family the Musical. It's a musical improv. Um, it's a made-up musical. Uh, made-up one-hour musical. And then uh, Frenzy Fucked, the dirty version of regular Frenzy. Um yeah, Flippy Cup. Let's see. Oh, we're uh, we're doing a um, a New Year's Eve party. I don't know when this cast It'll, will this be. This will probably go up soon. So yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, we're doing New Year's New Year's Eve party. Uh, all open bar, tons of food. Um, it's going to be we're we're going to promote Flip Cup. So there's going to be a lot of different games like drinking games and uh, you know, bags and stuff. Just kind of doing the like the frat party kind of deal um it's 40 bucks all you can drink all you can eat all you can studio all you can handle at studio b this will be it Mm -hmm. cool all right well again thank you um if uh if you're listening to this you probably already know how to get the podcast but uh it's on itunes you can search for it and put it in your feed or whatever subscribe if you want to email me it's kendall at kendallbruns.com you can figure out how to spell that uh, is there if is there a website for PH? Uh, yeah, it's uh, what is ph dot com. What is ph dot com? So yeah. look for that. And uh, Drew, why don't you have the last word before we uh, exit here? The last word. Yeah, you can say just that message that you want to get out to the world, and then <laughs> we'll cut to the music. It'll be great. That's so. That's a lot of pressure. I know. Look, and go. Just, just love each other for the holidays. That's what it's for. The holidays are about it's about fucking love man it's about fucking love <laughs>